No fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. Thanks for downloading and tuning in. My name is Frank Salvato. Before we get to this morning's segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce, I wanted to touch on something that we didn't talk about today, and that was Joe Biden's interview in which he pretty much said point blank that Hunter Biden didn't do anything wrong, and that he loves him. The footsteps of a pardon coming, should Hunter get indicted and by a miracle of God get convicted, then you can't understand English. When people don't care about their reputations, and honestly, the Bidens can't give a damn about their reputations, seeing as how they just keep lying to the people while they have their hands in the taxpayer's pocket. When people don't care about their reputations, they use everything at their disposal to get ahead. The Bidens have been opportunists the entire time that they've been in public life and probably before. So the idea that Joe Biden would pardon Hunter for what he has done in facilitating the incredible riches that the Biden family has acquired while in public service, no, that's conceivable. Just wanted to put that on the radar going forward and pay attention to the rhetoric coming out of the president because he has every intention of pardoning his son for the crimes that he has committed. Right now, this morning's segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce. All right, joining us right now from up there in the breezy, cool refinements of Northern Florida. It's called Frank Salvato, UndergroundUSA.com. Good morning. Mr. Refinement? Refinement. Mm-hmm. Refinement. Yep. Okay. And, and All right. The, the, well. And the comforts of uh, small-town America. Comfort of small town America, I could go with, and I'll say a little wet for the this week, but that's okay. Oops. Well, you know, we need the rain. We do. Send Absolutely, s- we need the rain. Send some down here. Well, Frank, it has been a horrible week uh, uh, in Texas. Uh, eight people, I guess it was nine, counting the shooter uh, in Allen, Texas. I've been by that outlet mall. Um, it's a, just a shocker to me that that happened. That's number one. And then number two, what they believe was a drunk driver mowing down a, a bunch of people, killing at least eight there in Brownsville, Texas. Yeah, they're not uh, related at all. Uh, we should make, make sure people understand that. And uh, we have to wait for more details to come out about what happened in Allen. Yeah. Uh, you know, already the, the caustic left is coming out trying to co-opt this tragedy for, for their special interest agenda about confiscating guns. And again, I'm going to give them the same response that I always say. The trigger doesn't pull itself. Yep. It's not the gun. It's the person using the gun. So unless we're going to be honest with ourselves and start thinking about mental health in this country, the only thing that we can do until the left wants to talk about that subject is to point out that inanimate objects don't shoot themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, so we really do have to start talking about this. Every time there is a another mass shooting, we find out that these people have been disturbed for a while, that people have seen that they have been disturbed. 
but nothing has been done about it. I'm not talking about massive government intervention, but we do need our medical community, especially our psychiatric community, has to stop worrying about diversity, equity, and inclusion right? and start thinking about the medicine and the psychology again. Mm-hmm. Because this idea that, that medicine and, and psychology and everything that the AMA and the, and the Psychiatric Association has to do with is affected by these, this idiot DEI movement and racism is nothing more than extremists hijacking two things that used to be leaders in the world. Our medical community should still be pressing ahead with being excellent in medicine not being diverse, inclusive, and promoting equity. So mm-hmm. we have to get serious about that. As far as the drunk driver is concerned, I suppose the left will want to make sure that we outlaw cars now because it was a weapon, right? Yep. You know, let's confiscate cars now because cars kill people just like guns. Well, that doesn't work, does it? That's why we can't do the knee-jerk politics stuff when we hear tragedies like this. Mm-hmm. Here's another, alcoholism is another, it's a disease. We should be looking at it, making sure it's treated. Yep. Rather than trying to, try to play the game. So we got to get our, we got to get our stuff together when it comes to the medical community in this country. Alrighty, my man, hold that thought poster coming right back with more here on the Captain's America Third Watch. Don't go anywhere. I will be right back. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch. Heard live right here on this station from 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern Time. Overnight, Monday through Saturday. Call 877-969-8600. Handcrafted exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi, I'm CJ, owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere, while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. You're in the right spot for tomorrow's news tonight and breaking news as it happens with retired New York Fire Rescue Captain and World Trade Center attack survivor Matt Bruce right here on the Captain's America Third Watch. All righty, thank you very much, Frank Silvato, for that great uh, lead-in. Now, I want to remind everybody that this portion of the program is brought to you by our friends at Moss Nissan, mossnissan.com. Back to Frank Silvato, undergroundusa.com, right? You got it, man. Well, it takes a while sometimes because I keep <laughs> I keep wanting to go back to the old days. I do. Now, we're going to have to get you some ginkgo biloba. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I thought about that the other day. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I, I used to take that on a regular basis, but maybe it's time to start again. Okay, let's, uh, let's keep going here with what we were talking about because there's a lot of things going on that uh, kind of override each other, if you will. We talked about the shooting uh, in Texas and the person mowing down the people and all that. 
Uh, you mentioned George uh, Stephanopoulos. Never mind him. It's gotten even more diverse than that. Well, yeah, our new our media today, our our mainstream media is so dysfunctional and and so sensationalistic and so untrustworthy. And I I think polls are actually bearing that out. News media comes in right around lawyer and politician, uh-huh. which is not the best reputation to have when it comes to polls. Yeah, um, we have to have some sort of refinement that is massive and far-reaching in the media because the people are not being served. At this point in time, the very idea of why they got First Amendment protection should be questioned. In the, in the beginning, our framers and our founders understood that we needed a free press in the United States because it spoke truth to power. It was the check that the public had on the checks and balances that are used in government. The media was supposed to be shining the light into the corners to find out where the political roaches were, mm-hmm. to use to use an ugly metaphor. Today, they've got a seat at the power table, so they're in on it. If they want to find someone to say something so they can point to them, they'll go out and find them. Mm-hmm. It's no longer about who, what, when, where, and you know, you know why and how. It's about okay. We need to find someone who can validate the narrative that we want to shop to the people so that we could provide cover for the people that actually come on and give us the sensationalistic headlines. We would have had Epstein's list if we had an honest press. We would have known about Harvey Weinstein if we had an honest press. We would have been had an in-depth investigation into Hunter Biden before the election if we had an honest press. Instead, they're digging up stuff on the non-preferred candidate and trying to shop that. It's been going on for almost seven years now. Mm. To think that you're getting any kind of an honest coverage on an issue that's that's legitimately in-depth with legitimate sources, you have to question everything right. all the time, especially when it comes to anything that is connected to politics. Okay. Now, I'm going to go to the phone line because we have got on the uh, phone Bagab and Bob. So, Bagab and Bob, what's on your mind? Yes, sir, Cam. As far as the shootings and stuff in Texas, maybe if a few more people had more guns out among them, they would have stopped this guy to start with, done by what they call the sheepdog concept, meaning that you good honest people that have guns can stop those that, and they wouldn't know that they had them or stuff like that. The second thing I want to ask Frank is, does he think the uh, Congress is going to, on the budget thing, do you think that Republicans are going to cave and give in and make a, make a bad deal? Or do you think you're actually going to try to force some real spending cuts and, and have the fortitude to uh, resist pressure? All right, that's it. Yeah. Okay, uh, Frank, you got a plateful. We have seen in Texas before that people with, with concealed carry yep. stop things. We had a church shooting. The person walked in. There was somebody with a, with a concealed carry, dropped them. Yep. You know, we see, we hear that more and more in states that have the sense to have concealed carry or constitutional carry. So that point's being proven at, at every turn. As far as the budget, mm-hmm. of course they're going to cave. They're Republicans. So would the first thing that's going to come out of the box is an extension on this. Well, we're going to do a short-term resolution to keep the government open for another month. And Biden's going to keep saying, well, I'm not going to negotiate. 
and they'll start talking about something unrelated to the budget to try to get something done, and the Republicans will agree to raise the debt ceiling, maybe not to the full extent that they wanted, but it'll keep government open. Maybe what we need is government not to be open. Well, you know what happened the last time we did that? They try to blame it, but the fact is anybody with, with even a quarter of a brain understands that it's not raising the debt ceiling that shuts down government. It's spending to the point where your wallet's empty that shuts down government. Mm-hmm. If you or I maxed out our credit card and kept walking into the bank saying, raise my credit limit, the bank would go take a hike. Yep. The government is its like a petulant teenager with a platinum card who likes to go out and, and, and just party, 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 party. Dad says, hey, you got to knock it off. This, you know, you're maxing out your credit card. I can't keep paying this. Well, you have to, Dad. You have to, or I'm going to throw a temper tantrum and say, and say you won't raise the debt ceiling. Mm-hmm. Would anybody put up with that? Mm. No, they wouldn't. When you hear Democrats screaming they have to raise the debt ceiling or we're going to default, where was Janet Yellen saying you can't spend like this back when Biden was passing trillion-dollar bills? <laughs> she was trying to so sit up in her chair work. to be seen. If you're the Treasury Secretary, it's your responsibility to tell the president he can't spend like that. Not walk out and tell Congress they have to raise the debt limit so you can keep spending. I, this is ridiculous. When the American people are taxed beyond belief. The federal government should be able to perform their duties with money left over. But it never happens, ever. The IRS keeps growing in number, and we pay more in taxes. So unless they're going to start acting fiscally responsible, we need a radical change in the way that we actually fund the federal government. And if it has to come with a consumption tax, with all the vulnerabilities that are there, then so be it. Mm-hmm. But they need to be put on a, on a strict budget when it comes to, hey, A, you can't just print money. As a matter of fact, let's get back to the gold standard. You want to stick around for another segment? You bet. All right, folks. I'll be right back with Frank Silvato, UndergroundUSA.com. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to get Kathy into the mix here. So, Kathy, have at it. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch, heard live right here on this station from 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern Time, overnight Monday through Saturday. Call 877-969-8600 and tell us what's on your mind. Ticketmaster's parent company is going woke. They want you to forget about the ridiculous service and convenience fees they charge that nearly double ticket prices. Ticketmaster got caught hacking their competitor to keep customers from getting lower prices. And parent company CEO Michael Rapino laid off workers in droves while raking in millions. It's why Ticketmaster is one of the most hated companies in America. Michael Rapino, Ticketmaster, serve your customers, not woke politicians. Who helped cause soaring gas prices? BlackRock. Who contributed to outrageous housing prices? BlackRock. BlackRock and Larry Fink spent years harassing oil and gas companies, making them divest from fossil fuels. Now you feel the pain. And BlackRock-owned companies are snatching up houses, crippling families. Now BlackRock's former ESG czar, Brian Deese, is Biden's economic advisor. 
crushing America from within. That's what BlackRock is really about. Okay, Frank Salato, UndergroundUSA.com, is back with us. Hello, Mr. Frank. Mr. Captain. Appreciate you sticking around. Anytime and always, man. Now, the nuclear watchdog worries right now are full bore, eyes wide open on the Ukrainian nuclear plant safety. There is none. Well, this has been something that's been ongoing since the very beginning. And the Russians are not shy about saying, well, you know, if we're going to be going to war, you're going to be shooting at us, we'll just hit that. We've been through Chernobyl. We know what it's like. You're not going to like it. Any country that could use white phosphorus in its bombings and just say, hey, well, it's not banned. We're going to do it anyway. It's not a country that's going to care if they hit a nuclear facility or, or a nuclear waste facility. So, you know, this is one more reason why the world diplomatic corps has to be starting to step in on this saying it's got to end now obviously uh the biden administration is not up for that task they don't know how to do it they don't have the talent to do it so they should be lobbying any other country that wants to take the lead on that all the biden administration knows how to do is put a ukrainian flag on their lapel and write them a check and give them armaments to the point where we can't defend ourselves here at home Mm-hmm. If the world is sincerely worried about the nuclear facilities in Ukraine, then the world, and that means a lot of governments, not just six, not just seven, a lot of them have to start applying pressure on what are, what's the new Axis powers here, which, which are the people who are enabling Russia to do this. China, Iran, North Korea. They should all be pariahs. The world should be looking at that that little nexus there saying it's got to end and it's got to end tomorrow or we're going to isolate you and you four countries can trade amongst yourselves. Mm-hmm. Not with caveat either, but that's not going to happen again here in the United States because, as I said last week, Biden is bought, paid for, and operated by the Communist Chinese Party. Right. And and once the once we have an honest investigation into him and his family, it will come out that he is one of the most corrupt presidents we've ever seen, ever. Not yep. just contemporary, ever. Yeah. When you see how his family was grafting from not only the Ukrainians but the Chinese. Mm-hmm. Now, what is going on in Kentucky? at Churchill Downs, that we've had seven racehorses die in the last 10 days. Well, and and if you expand it to the last 30, it's getting up to 19. Quite honestly, you do have to take a look at it. Now, racing is a, is a high-intensity sport. And I know that uh, the, the two horses that were euthanized uh, the, the morning of the Kentucky Derby, or it was either the morning of or the morning before, uh, had race injuries. Yeah, uh, the one had a, a stress fracture of the knee, which could happen anywhere a horse runs. But you know, when you're when you're pushing an animal to that extent, mm-hmm. it, there's bound to be complications at times. Yeah, but even then, nineteen is a hell of a lot. So th- they really should be looking into this. It's a it's a majestic sport. It's a it's an exciting sport. You know, if even if you're not into it when you're 
when you're present to watch one, it is exhilarating to watch. The horses are not abused. If you have a good owner and a good trainer and a good facility, uh, you know, those are multi-million dollar animals. They are taken very well care of. So this rash of, uh, of fatalities there is, is concerning, and they need to get to the bottom of it. Now, we're finding out that uh, Donald Trump Jr. has been warned of payback for backing Tucker Carlson. We're also finding out that Tucker Carlson spoke with Elon Musk, probably about financial backing of some sort to put together either his own network or a network with Elon Musk. Elon, of course, has been thinking about that for some time. Well, I don't care for conjecture. And where Elon Musk is concerned when he's ready to talk about his cutting-edge stuff, he talks about it. He's not shy about it. Right. Uh, Tucker Carlson's not shy either. But in this day of successful independent journalism, I don't see where you need to start a network. You know, just, just call a spade a spade here. You don't need a network. With technology the way it is today, you can do something that is world-class quality without needing to go through the multi-billion dollar effort of putting together a news network. Instead of reinventing the wheel, how about we start using wheels? Mm-hmm. Let's do something that's new and different. You know, Tucker Carlson doesn't need a, a network brand behind him at this point in his career to move something forward for himself. When he walked away from Fox, 1.8 million people went the next day with him. Mm-hmm. That's enough to to be an entity of your own. So he should just become an independent journalist. Maybe you get Elon Musk to set up a studio for him, but he doesn't need a network. We live in an on-demand world. That's why your program can be heard 24-7, 365 over at your website. Yeah. That's why people could go to undergroundusa.com anytime and consume what's there. Waiting for 8 o'clock tomorrow night on Fox, that's an antiquated idea. So if Tucker Carlson wants to be Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson should be Tucker Carlson. And that's it. You doesn't need Tucker Carlson on the Elon Musk network. Mm-hmm. You don't need it. It's about it's about the information that you're providing. It's not about the the logo that's that's stamped onto your microphone because those entities can turn on you in a moment. Look at the, the what happened to CNN from the beginning until it turned into a propaganda machine. Right. Fox was Fox was the great hope of the right. And boy, that fell apart like a house of cards. So it's gotta be about the information and, and right now I I listen to podcasts. I listen to Cheryl Atkinson. I, I listen to people who've said, you know what, Laura Logan. I listen to people who say, you know what, it's not working. Corporate media is not working. I'm going independent. And I get more good, solid, in-depth information in 30 to 40 minutes than I ever got from three hours over at Fox. Mm-hmm. So we have to be brave enough to to move beyond the machine because the machine has got everybody's you know, we're feeding off a propaganda trough, and we have been for Walter Cronkite was propagandizing about the Tet Offensive. That's how far back it goes. Mm-hmm. Now, we heard yesterday from Senator Mike Lee that the Senate GOP is firmly behind the House debt bill. 
Does that mean that somebody's going to they're going to have enough votes to pass it? Well, you, you still have to have a majority. And if Cinema and Mansion aren't on board, you got nothing, baby. Yep. And of course, uh, we'll keep our eyes on that one. We'll talk to you on Friday, my friend. Stay low, my friend. All right. Frank Silvato, UndergroundUSA.com. UndergroundUSA.com. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, leave a comment and a rating if your platform lets you, and sign up for our Substack over at UndergroundUSA.com. Independent journalism is where you're going to find the truth heading into 2024. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back in a minute. This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group.